Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Communicating in the workplace can be a challenge. At the Lear Academy, we train people in business to become brilliant communicators. Using actor training techniques, we empower teams and individuals to deliver their best results when they need it most. Overcome the fear of public speaking. Deliver brilliant presentations and reach your potential with the Lear Academy at Trinity College Dublin. Book a course now at thelearatwork.ie. offers a glimpse into a world very different from our own. After you've heard it, you'll be glad it was just a glimpse. It's 1658, in the town of Vilna in Polish Galicia. Listen. Preparing the challah for Shabbos. Come in, sit with me. Israel Elohim Shaddai. Ah, there. Now no demon will spit in the dough. Did you get horseman? No, Father, I, I heard nothing. You fell asleep after lunch. I did not have a heart to wake you. Oh, by dear. An afternoon of trade lost. <laughs> well, say, Wolf Liebman is getting old. Of Vianichki again. May his name be blotted out. I had his Cossacks. I was so sure it was real. Here, Father, have a glass of tea. Danke, Shane Maidluck. You know, seeing you braid the golden bow reminds me of your mother. May her memory live, braiding your hair as a girl. Mm. Uh, tea's good. And chill through. Well, they say to sleep in the day is to dance with the angel of death. <laughs> to live in these times is to dance with him. Still, what can a Jew do? First, God in his wisdom sends Nyernitsky and his murderers to slaughter us, but 
If that's not enough, we have to have a plague to finish the job. Can you say why? Can anyone? Maybe God himself can't figure it out, and that's why he hides his face from us. Plans are forged in heaven. No man may ever read them. <laughs> My little scholar. Even in a desert, flowers bloom. Besides, oh, the plague ran its course before it reached Kovno. No one here was even infected. That's all over with now. Life goes on. So it does, Rebecca. So it does. I spoke to the rabbi. Tomorrow will mark one year since the death of your grandfather. We will unveil the headstone and the time of mourning will be over. Then you'll be able to marry your betrothed. Yakov? No. <laughs> you got betrothed to someone else while I wasn't looking. Of course, Yakov. Oh, so soon. Ah, you've lived with an old man long enough. It's time to live with a young one. Yakov Ashkenaz is a fine lad, a scholar. Well, no head for business, but, <laughs> but you can't have everything. But there's a smile. Aren't you happy? Of course. I was only thinking about you. <laughs> Who will look after you? I will. What do you think I'm at that door? Maybe I want to get married again myself. Don't worry about me. I'll live forever. Of course you will. From your mouth to God's ears. You sound like, like grandfather when you say that. Vader? Mm. He would have been better off if God hadn't listened to him quite so closely. Mm. What do you mean? Have you forgotten? Last year at this time, old Vilna was waiting to die, waiting for the plague. I remember. Remember, crazy, willing to do anything. Shmuel went from house to house, smearing lamb's blood on the lintels like a, like a Passover. Useful. The baker bought a charm from a Polish witch. But your grandfather insisted. If a Jew has God, he doesn't need superstition. And he prayed to be spared from the plague. And so he was. Yes. He died. And then the plague stopped in the mountains as swiftly as it started. Another of the master of the universe's jests. But Seder's wish was granted. We were all saved. We all lived. What we were saved for, only God knows. Well, there are things to do. There are plans to be made. Uh, I've spoken with Ashkenazi. You must go to the graveyard and invite your grandfather's spirit to the wedding. But, Father, As I... long as you observe the proper ritual, you have nothing to fear from Dibbuk's. Go on now. Yakov is waiting in the shul to walk with you. Hurry, the afternoon is almost gone. I will stay and tend your bread. I... I've wasted the day already. All right, all right, I'll go. Oh, you have made me very happy, Father. Not as happy as you made me, Rebecca Lair. Oh, remember to turn the bread three times before it cools, or so an imp can't unravel the loaf. <laughs> Must you walk so fast, Yakov? I cannot keep up with you. I expected you right after lunch. What kept you? Oh, my father fell asleep and didn't tell me. If we are not careful, we will end up walking after sundown on the Sabbath. The rabbi would be furious with me. Oh, are you such a rabbit that you fear a little yelling? Rebecca, every student would like to be at the rabbi's right hand where I am. 
Besides, I must have at least an hour to study the commentaries on the rabbi's lesson. Otherwise, I'll look like a fool at the Shabbos dinner. After we are married, Yaakov, I will cook a Shabbos dinner for you like you have never seen. Oh, you will come home from the study house and think you are in heaven. Rebecca, you know that we will be living with Rabbi and Rabbi Zin. Oh, but, but my father has enough money to support us. It's not a matter of money. If I am to be his successor, I have to be there. It's as simple as that. I'm doing it for you as well as for me. Someday, you will be the wife of the head rabbi of all Vilna. People will respect you. You will be a queen. I don't want to be a queen someday. I want to be a wife today. You know, Rabbi Akiva has an interesting comment on that very subject. Patience, he says, is the golden... Oh, Yaakov, I think you love your books more than you love me. Well, perhaps I know them better. Rebecca, love is something that grows over time. We will be married for many years. I'm sorry, Yaakov, you're right. Here's the graveyard. I will wait for you. Oh, no, there's no need. You hurry to your studies. I will be all right. Farewell, then. Goodbye. And so, my beloved Zeta, though I know where you are now is sweet, I entreat you to return, if only for a day, to be with me at my wedding. Do you hear the thunder? The dead have heard you. Oh, God's holy name, you startled me. A thousand pardons. I called to you, but you were so deep in prayer, you heard me not. I thought for a moment... That I was a spirit of the dead. No, fair one, I am not like them. And it was you who startled me. As I walked by the road and saw you kneeling here, I thought it must be the Sabbath queen preparing to sweep through the town with her darkening mantle and kiss each doorpost. But the Sabbath queen is the most beautiful of women. And you can see how I was mistaken. For you must be the second. You see, I thought, since I am a stranger here and have no doorpost, perhaps the Sabbath queen would bless me with her kiss right here. Stranger, you are too forward with me. I am a betrothed woman. Again, it seems I must ask your pardon. My name is Asher. Let me congratulate you on your good fortune. Thank you. I am Rebecca Liebman. Uh, this is the grave of my grandfather. And you invite his spirit to your wedding. Well, I'm to be married in a week's time. So soon that I must come to your wedding. No. I, I mean, I, it is bad luck to invite any but your closest relatives. Otherwise, the other spirits will take offense that you have not called them off. But I am not a spirit. Besides, you mistake me. I did not mean to be a guest at your wedding. And since fortune has made me too late to be the bridegroom, I will be there to do my work. Are you a musician, then? No, I am a bodkin, a wedding jester. Truly, but I have heard of no jesters in Galicia for a long time. Well, a jester makes his living at happy occasions. Sadly, there has not been much happiness. But that's changed now, is it not? Yes. Then you must allow me the honor of entertaining you. I don't know. Or perhaps you doubt my abilities. Let me assure you, wherever Asher has traveled, people do not forget him. I am sure that you are very Let me ask you this maiden, and I'd better ask quickly while you are still a maiden. Oh, yes. You know, of course, why the groom must step on the glass and break it at the marriage ceremony? Well, everyone knows that. To remind us of the destruction of the temple, that even in our happiest times, we must not forget our tragedy. Yes, and even in the saddest times, such as these, we must not neglect our happiness. Still, there are those who say the glass has a different meaning. 
I was at a wedding once where the groom had trouble breaking the glass. The first time it would not break. The second it rolled away at the last minute. The third it rolled down the stairs and the cantor and the shamus had to fetch it. The fourth time the glass got up and ran out into the street crying, I'm too young, I'm not ready to be broken. <laughs> That's a wicked story. Yes, but you were laughing. I have done my job well, have I not? Yes, yes, you have. And you shall perform at my wedding. But it seems so odd to be laughing in a graveyard. Oh, my dear little one. What else is there to do? Father? Rebecca, it's almost time to light the Shabbos candles. Where have you been so long? I'm sorry, Father. We were talking. I did not notice the time. You late for Shabbos? I can believe it. But Yaakov. Never. Oh, not Yaakov. And who is we? Was Zayde answering back? She means me. Shalom Aleichem, Reb Liebman. And who is this? God of Abraham, save us from such waking as betrothed and now and dallying with a stranger. Father, please, we have done nothing wrong. You travel on the Sabbath, you almost miss a ceremony, and your wantonness shames me. And you say you have done nothing wrong? I by my daughter, your sins are many. There are those that say we have no need to wage war against sin but merely purify it until its holiness remains. Holiness in sin? What are you saying? All that God created has within it a spark of holiness. Uh, a sinner, an adulterer, and a top it's a cavalier. Father, please, he is a guest in our house. Usher, there is a cistern outside. You may wash there. Then join us to light the candles. I thank you. And, Reb Liebman, I only said there were those who thought that way. I did not say I did. A Shabbos guest. <coughs> Father, he is a baron. We will meet him for my wedding. Ah, impossible. I will not have frivolity mar the occasion in such somber times. The rabbi has forbidden entertainment since Chmelnitsky. May his name be blotted out. Father, not only for me, but for the whole shtetl. Oh, it has been so many years. I cannot even think of the last time I heard music. We no longer fear the shadow of the plague. It will soon be spring. My marriage will be the beginning of the new times for us all. Oh, Rebecca. You're as headstrong as your mother was. I never could deny her anything either. Then we will have the back. Oh, thank you, Father. I must tell Asher. Will you ever wait, girl? Even if I agree to have an entertainment? It'll never be that one. But, Father, don't you see? Asher was sent to us by Seda. He has chosen him for us. Oh, why else would he appear at Zeta's grave? The devil takes many faces, Rebecca. So does the Lord. Remember the burning bush? You have no need to quote the Bible to me, stranger. Then you know a stranger is blessed. Father. All right, Rebecca. Leave us for a moment. I will ready the meal. My daughter tells me you are a jester. There are those that find me amusing. Yeah, not from these parts. Uh, where is your home? Everywhere and nowhere, Reb Liebman. In my work, I must travel all the time. Still, for the past year, I have been living in Kovno. Kovno is a Christian town. Always. There are those there, many, I am told, who still follow the older ways. What could the Jewish patron do there? My father was a Pole. And it is not only the Jews who marry, Reb Liebman. And am I to have some half-breed Litvak 
Admire Rebecca's wedding. I am a better Jew than you, Reb Liebman. Why, only last Shabbos, when the women were at the mikvah and the men were saying Kaddish at the shul, when everyone was about their holy business, you... How could you know a thing like that? The Badchanim only speak when they perform. The rest of the time, they listen. I'll say no more about last Shabbos. And? And you... <sighs> you will perform at my daughter's wedding. And you will pay me five rubles before I begin? Right after the ceremony? What? The widow Hanelor. All right, all right, all right. We have a bargain. A bargain. The meal is ready. Usher, will you light the candle? We will not be staying. Oh, but, Father, he has had a long journey. And he'll have a longer one. Go to the poor house or the shul. The rabbits and always feeds beggars on the Sabbath. Please. It's all right. Don't worry, Rebecca. And thank you, Reb Liebman. I will see you at the wedding. Oh, my Rebbe Claire, how beautiful you look under the canopy. Oh, thank you, Father. And Yaakov, my son. Yes, Rebbeleman? <laughs> yes, Father. <laughs> you see, one family now. Am I right? Yes. Then, as a family to family, I'll ask you once again... Come work for me. Oh, Father. Oh, come now. I know one so smart, so learned. After all those years of study, most of what is right. I'm afraid I have no head. Ah, that's just good sense. And you had good enough sense to marry the most beautiful girl in Vilma. <laughs> in all Galicia. Yaakov will continue his studies, Father. And will be great rabbis someday. Meanwhile, I've not lost a daughter, but... Uh, Gained another mouse to feed. <laughs> I'm happy to do it. <laughs> it's an honor to raise a tzaddik after all. But let's have some entertainment. That's him! You promised us a show? Let's have it then. I will. But I believe we agreed that you would pay my fee before I began. That was our contract. <laughs> do I know what passes for entertainment in Kodno? Would you buy a cross without... Seeing a sample, uh, let's see what you can do. Then I'll pay you the four rubles. Four? We agreed five. Oh? Did I say four? I'm sorry, my mistake. I meant three. Father! It's all right. I will begin. After all, it's you I'm here for, not him. You see, Yako? That's how you do business. It's just good friends. My friends!
but it is true. <laughs> hey, bridegroom, do you know your Talmud? Two chimney sweeps have finished work. One's face is dirty, the other clean. Who will wash? Why, the dirty one, of course. Of course? <laughs> no, my friends. The dirty one will look at the clean one's face and will think, I am clean. The clean one will look, think he is dirty, and wash. I hope your intuition returns before tonight when you will need it. <laughs> Reb Liebman, how about my money? Later. Hey, Rosa, come down to the nose, man. Four men are crossing a river on a raft. A Russian, a Turk, a Pole, and a Jew. But the river is too rough, and the raft will sink unless they lighten it. They throw off all the baggage, but still it is too heavy. So the Russian says, long live the Tsar, and jumps off. <laughs> still too heavy. The Turk shouts, Allah be praised, and off he goes, still too heavy. So, the Jew shouts, remember Chmielnitschke, and throws off the pole. <laughs> now, Reb Liebman. Ah, later, later. Yoko, much naps. But now, my friends... I've bored you long enough. The bridegroom has to make his speech. And as all of you who dance with the bride know, he's quite a lucky fellow. Let's hear from Yakov. Well, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Why? It won't be dark for hours. <laughs> well, I'll, be, I'll begin. The holy Baal Shem Tov tells us of a time he went to watch some acrobats stretch a rope across a great gorge and walk across it. One of his followers, amazed to see him there, asked him why he had come. I came to watch a man walk across a deep abyss, said the Baal Shem. And as I watched, I thought, if a man could develop his soul as carefully as his body, what abysses could he cross on the slender cord of his life? Well, Reb Liebman, are you enjoying yourself? To tell you the truth, Batron, I am. You're very good. Very good. Now, go. I want to talk to you about our contract. What contract? I don't see it. Where is it? Do you have it? Ah, see me later. Can't you see I'm enjoying myself? Reb Liebman, you have told me three times to see you later. I will see you now. What? Are you still here? What a pest. Sing somebody else, you little mosquito. Do a dance, tell a story. Go on. I warn you, Reb Liebman, I will not ask you again. That's a threat? By me? That's a blessing? You owe me five rubles. All right, all right, you leech. We'll settle now. Let's see. Uh, three rubles, is it? Five. Three this, then. See, I'm not the hard man to get along with. Now, here's one ruble. You've eaten enough of the other two. Please, Reb Liebman, I've kept my bargain with you. Take it. My friends, Rabbi Akiva asks us, what is the difference between a mirror and a window? A window is clear glass. Man looks through it and sees the world. 
But add the thin layer of silver that turns a window into a mirror, and when man looks at it, he sees only himself. Uh Hey, Reb Liebman. it was the custom every year to begin the spring with a festival known as Carrying Out Death. The young girls of the village would make huge puppets of straw and flowers. They would parade the images through the town singing. At the river, they would set the figures on fire and cast them into the water. They believed if they did not do this, a fatal calamity would befall them. Now, in the village in question... This custom had lapsed for some time, but when they were threatened by a plague, the villagers revived the ritual out of fear and desperation. And somehow, though the plague had decimated the villages around them, they had been spared. Spared the dryness in the throat that soon becomes a burning. Spared the swellings that fill with hot blood, black and fetid. Spared the hollow coughing that sounds like the rattle of dead bones. This has gone far enough. This is not fit for a wedding. Please, leave us alone. Go now. You're frightening Rebecca. The bride has nothing to fear. It is only a story. I am not afraid. Go on. This year, the festival was to be led by a young girl of extraordinary beauty. At the moment when she was to cast her puppet on the water... A vision of a young man appeared on its surface like a reflection. She looked up and saw him standing on the bank across the river. He ran to her. She hardly noticed that he skimmed the water's surface. When he reached her, just as he was about to take her in his arms, she cast her puppet down, not in the water, but back towards the village. When this happened, the sky turned gray, then red and then black. The young man cast off his mantle and laughed grotesquely. The villagers screamed. 
For the girl had let death himself enter their village. How she must have felt. What happened then? They waited anxiously for disaster, but incredibly, nothing happened. Some days later, death called them all to the square. My friends, I have a bargain to make with you. At the river, I only meant to trick you to gain entrance, but I have fallen in love. Therefore, give me the girl as my wife, and I will keep the plague from your village. But how can we trust you, the girl's father asked. How can we make a bargain with death? To show my sincerity, I will keep you all safe for a year. At the end of that time, I will return for my wedding. And the girl, did she agree? Yes, to save her village. Death kept his bargain. The plague was over, and in a year's time, the marriage ceremony was held. Having recently arrived there myself, I was the jester at the wedding of death. And a stranger ceremony I have never seen. The musicians played the traditional tunes, but the music was a twisted dissonance. The food looked beautiful, but was bitter to the taste. The bridegroom insisted that he dance with each guest, and who would deny him? Half paralyzed with fear, the guests danced with death. And with his silent acceptance, each sealed his own bargain with the bridegroom. Throughout the ceremony, the girl sat pale and speechless. When it came time to leave, she did so without a word. But just as she reached the door, she looked back at her father, and everyone present could see the terror in her eyes. Her father could stand it no longer. I will not let this happen. You may not have her, he screamed, and ran for his daughter. As he reached for her, he touched her face and the girl's skin fell away in folds, revealing a rotting skull alive with maggots. God in heaven! The father felt a dryness in his throat, then a burning. Then one by one, all the wedding guests began to fall ill with the plague they had avoided for so long. For the love of God, no more! Here, here's your five rubles. Take ten, twenty. Please, just go! What have you done to my daughter? She stands there and stares as if hypnotized. Take your tricks and your tales and go back to the scum in Kovno. Kovno? He is from Kovno? My sister's husband has just fled from there. They say the plague has started again. Oh, go back to hell for all I care. I will have no more lies. But my dear Reb Liebman, I was there. Every word is true. Every word but one. You see, I was there at the wedding of death. But I was not the jester. I was the bridegroom. <laughs> but this time, Reb Liebman, no more bargains, eh? That's just good business. <laughs> the wedding was written for nightfall by Phil Sabbath and featured Judy Greenberg, Earl Klein, 
Otto Lowy, and Richard Newman. Music by Zev Feldman, Andy Statman, and Marty Confurious. The script editor, Ruth Fraser. Production assistant, Joyce Tinian. The sound technician was Jerry Stanley with sound effects by Joe Silva. The Wedding was produced and directed in Vancouver by Don...